Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Art is rich, unique, beautiful, loud, the language of expression. Valuable for everyone, everywhere, with an endless possibilities. Art is creativity, laughter, a dream different for everyone. A time to get away, a feeling you've never felt before. Art is an array of images and patterns, a view, of, a view on different perspectives. Art can bring people together and change the way we think. Art can have different interpretations. It can create stories with meaning. Art can be viewed, inspired ideals, relax the storm, change your life. Art can be bold, bright, square, rectangle and triangle. Art can help you relax, think of something new, reveal emotions. Art can be small because it's different and fun. It can be messy. Art... It can help you find a path, give a purpose in life. It can persuade you to do things or dissuade, don't do things. I like art that includes everyone, no matter what. I like art that isn't out of sight, that is not made just for decor. That shows what's going on that I can interact with and play with. That displays meanings, symphony and a certain good. That shows how it feels, that is fun, that has a backstory. Art is sound waves combined to make a masterpiece. Hello to everyone in our live studio. Can I get a cheer, please? <laughs> Hello and welcome to everyone at home. Welcome to the Super Sculpture and Sound Out radio show. This show is inspired by our trip to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. The weird, wonderful, bold and beautiful, strange and surreal sculptures. Enjoy our music, poetry, story and discussions. Hello everyone and welcome to this little segment. I'm going to welcome our very special guest, Henry Raby. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't need an applause, it's fine. So we went to the Sculpture Park. Lydia, yeah. when I say we're going to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park, what was going through your head on the coach there? What were you expecting? Firstly, a lot of walking and I was right. Okay. Um, next, I was like, I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be... Well, I was expecting it to be, like, I guess, regal. Not really regal, but, like, extravagant. Fancy. Um, also, I was also expecting, you know, like, you know when you, like, divide up into little groups? Yeah. Well, I thought that was going to happen, and I would be able to listen to my mother, mother. So. Okay, but you weren't able to listen to music. No, no. I had to listen to James. Okay, yeah. We Hi, all, James. We've all had to listen to James. Uh, Stephen, you went a couple of years ago with the Sound It Out... Um, what do you remember from last year? What's changed? What was different? Uh, well, last year, right, 
I thought it would be the same sculptures. However, like, I just realized once I went there, like, the sculptures, they change it every month. So it was all something new. There was all something to see. Yeah, different exhibitions. Uh, so speaking of which, Josh, paint us a picture for those who haven't been to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. What's the vibe? It's quite spacious. I mean, you, there's exp expeditions, there's inside areas, but there's also a lot of open green grass. So you just see art, artworks from like a good few meters away, but then you see artworks that are up front and close to you. So there's a lot of just space there. Yeah, it's a big, quite wide. I mean, we probably only went to like a quarter of it. It was amazing. Lydia, um, did you enjoy being outside? Do the, the sculptures have a different feel when they're out in the world? Yes, um, it, ha it does have like a completely different feel because it's like it's outside and there's so many different things going on. And then you've just got like this big statue of a suited guy with the head of a washing machine. And you're just like, wow, it's a guy with the head of a washing machine. <laughs> Stephen, anything for you that stood out as you were you wandering around that you wanted to spend more time taking in? Well, all of the sculptures there were quite like weird and wacky and abstract, but like there was just one phone machine that turned on at like exactly two o'clock. And I'm wondering, how is that a sculpture? Well, it's a funny one, Josh. You came up and I uh, grabbed a photo of you with a pile of bubbles, but the bubbles looked like a sculpture. Can yeah. a thing that spurts out foam be a sculpture? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it can be. I mean, when you use different materials, it's not just stone or brick or plastic that can be used as pieces of art. It's also stuff like foam that can be used. It's not just your average piece of material. Uh, so speaking of material, we have created material here, um, and you're going to hear lots of amazing stuff. But before that, any other highlights you want to say, anything about the Sculpture Park? Big it up, advertise it, or say what you'd actually like more of there or what you'd like to see different there. I like the cars. Okay, yeah, we're going to so, like, toppled over and sideways. It was... Okay. It was like a strange, slanted way of looking at the world. I guess so. Yeah. Stephen? Well, last time I went there, there wasn't, there wasn't really much to see, but now, once I went back to the same place, there was this, like, big sound echoing thing. Like, there was a speaker, right, inside of this metal tube, and it, like, echoed around the place, so it was quite ambient. And that's the sound that we heard in the opening segment, so that is a sound of sort of this re recycling, circling, strange ambient noise. Josh, any other highlights, anything you want to we say? We need to stay longer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, we were if, there if, for, like, four <laughs> hours. Yeah, and we only got around a quarter of the park. Yeah. So we need to go there for 16 hours. May I highlight four hours? That's, like, I can watch, like, a lot of the Rings film in that time. But still, four hours is a long time, Joshua. I could have I spent that sleeping. Maybe next Sound It Out, instead of going to a sculpture park, we'll just put The Fellowship of the Ring on and we'll just watch that and respond okay. to that. And, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Lovely stuff. Well, um, we've got a whole bunch of lovely stuff coming up. Can you give a round of applause to these lovely discussioners? You won't believe this, but yesterday I went to go talk to James and Stephen, you know, like you do, but when I went outside, there was a ginormous pickle. Strange, I thought, but I decided to leave it. Then when I went over to Stephen, his face was one of utter shock. 
It turns out James was a giant pickle. Now we could both tell because the pickle stood with a strange silver watch, a weird bracelet and a really bad haircut. Well, the pickle stood and we just gawked at it. The pickle stood and we stared at it. Then something even weirder happened. Picture this, sausages fighting. They, they had constructed an entire arena and they were fighting for the enjoyment of piglets who were, wait, who were watching the remains of their teachers and bullies die and get put in buns with mustard and ketchup for the giant soup people to eat. Oh, oh yeah, there were giant soup people as well. Um, James was a pickle, hot dogs were scrapping and there were big soup people. The NHS is now receiving vital funding to help cure and make a vaccine for chronic pickle disease. Until then, James is going to stand there. I walked to my house half crushed by a sausage, which I could see from the arena I am in. I was in, I was a sausage and I was about to fight another. Around the sides were all my clothes and bags with legs. I did not know what was happening. The first thing I did was hit the sausage and ran as fast as I could. Everything started chasing me. I got to the to the door and saw my car outside. I was so relieved. I ran to it, realizing it was slanted. I screamed and started running on foot. Then, then was the crowd behind me and looked angry. Well, I couldn't tell because they didn't have faces. So, so they were getting closer and closer, so I ran to my friend's house, but I saw her and her house had become a gherkin. I screamed so loud again. And when I went home, I saw my mum making sausages. Will you believe me? After Miss Overton's boring lesson, period five, me and my friends heard there was going to be a fight. So we went to go watch the fight. But turns out, the people fine turned into sausages and the teacher who meant to stop it turned into a pickle. And he joined in as well. And, you know, the old dad, because, you know, like, the food... A rocket has just landed on a strange planet full of crystals and green slimy aliens. A big pair of blue mustard boots jumped down from the black and white rocket, making a big hurdle of smoke behind him. A tall, clumsy man stood there, proud sticking out his buff chest with a big grin on his sly face. He had landed on a planet that had never been discovered or seen before. What was he doing showing off his chest? Was he doing it to, was he doing it to impress slimy creatures? It was something he'd do. He was rude and careless in every way possible. He stole a blue shiny crystal that wasn't his and he knew that. He just was too selfish to realise. The alien warned him and said if you keep up with your ways you will freeze. He laughed and shoved it in his bag hanging over his shoulders. 
He got back into his rocket and started to take apart the crystal. When he reached down to Earth, he stepped out of the tall rocket onto the green white grass, but then realised he couldn't move. He saw a, he saw the crystal and stones making its way up to his mouth. His last words was, Don't do this! As I arrived at my new job, I met my new manager. He was a nice guy called James. He introduced me to the room where I'd be working, and it wasn't the best. It was a tiny, dusty and dusty room with cobwebs, and, well, like I said, dust. It had a small leather office chair and a thin-legged table with old box-shaped monitors stood onto it. A few hours into my shift, I decided to finally stop playing Angry Birds and check cameras for any intruders. I checked the main sculpture field, and it wasn't looking good for me. Most of the statues were gone, and it's not just that, because I wouldn't be as terrified as I was if it was that. There was a massive, it looked to be 20 feet whole in place, instead of a giant bronze statue of a prince, and most of that statue was underground. There was a huge sinkhole there, and then checked the next camera, and to my horror, it was all moving. Every statue in the entire sculpture park did I thin, or did I just forget to drink my coffee? Don't tell my manager. One night in the year 1977, a giant pickle decided to come to life and destroy the park. It started eating all the sheep and breaking all the statues. It was a disaster. Then all of a sudden, a humongous sausage flew out of the sky and told the pickle to stop destroying the park. The pickle refused, smashed the sausage to a million tiny pieces and walked away. One day in 1977, a man called Timmy opened a huge park called York Sculpture Park. At first, he started off small with only 20 sculptures, but his funder, Hanny, said, I'll stop funding the park if you don't add staff and sculptures. So that's what he did. About three years later, the park was finally up and running. He had staff and around about 100 sculptures. Hanny, the funder, came to see the park for a private tour, but it was too late at night. As she, as she was walking, she heard a loud clash. As Hanny hid behind a tree, she saw two sculptures fighting. Hanny let out the loudest gasp. All of a sudden, bang, Timmy came running out. Only to hear Hanny shouting help. A giant head has landed on her. Luckily, there was a forklift nearby. So Timmy went and got the, went and got the forklift and saved Hanny. But sadly, the evil foam sculpture jumped on Timmy and sadly killed him. But Hanny had a great idea. The idea was to turn the manager into a Pikachu sculpture. But since Timmy died, Hanny became the owner of the sculpture park. The foam sculpture went back to its resting place, pretending it didn't just kill the former owner of the park. And Hanny lived a long, happy life. The end, or is it? As people walked past this sculpture, they, they recognised the style of the space suit he was wearing and said that's that selfish, rude, immature spaceman who took something so special and valuable from an unknown planet. They said it was stupid and rude. As they walked off, they spat on the poor spaceman. The sculpture stood there in every season waiting for a kind compliment, but all they got was negative. Even the person who discovered him said negative stuff towards him. When night falls, the spaceman forces himself out of the ground and walks around. He usually throws stones at the other sculptures. As he was picking up the last stone up off the floor, he noticed a large stone right next to the pickle sculpture. He picked it up and threw it at the pickle. He laughed until the pickle said, Oi, what do you think you're doing? You hate me and I know that. Doesn't mean you have to throw stuff at me. The spaceman said, if you're so bothered, fight me. The pickle said, whatever you want. One day in September, the 5th to be exact, something exciting happened. The colossal orange hot 
bottle made stomping noises as it walked in the forest. It had lived in the sculpture park for 12 years, but it decided to leave to get hot water so it could warm people up when they were cold. It, it found the hot lake. Yippee, I found it. It filled itself up, put its lid on, and went to, on to the warm up all the cold people. In 1987, a plain grey statue, which is a hand unmoulded similar to shape, had came to life, and this is its crazy story. On a Tuesday afternoon, the astonishing sculpture park was busy. Lots of people were seeing other sculptures, but not the hand. More and more people were leaving at 7 o'clock at night, meaning the hand was making its way to life. The staff was looking around to see nobody was here trying to find the truth. All the staff eventually left, leaving the whole park silent. The hand grabbed his legs from his side, slowly attaching them. Until then, some of the sculptures had eventually came to life. The hand, the head of liberty, the spaceman and the pickle. They all gathered around the dark field of sheep, deciding where they should go. Explore the city, buy more sculptures or play a game. They all decided to explore more. Mm. See what pubs are on, what types of shops will be open. But soon, they were all very tired. The spaceman decided to travel them all back to to home, to their peaceful, interesting home. I woke up in the middle of the night and noticed that they were not heating. I went to get my hot water bottle, but it had grown a pair of legs and ran out of the front door. I chased after it, but it was too fast. By the time I was halfway down the street, it was in the distance with a check of smoke. One day, I was driving to the park and the truck reversed too far back and went up the wall and the people was dead because they went through the glass. I slowly walked into a small dull room with an old furniture and wooded picture frames with types of fish. One of them was Dory, swimming up the picture, trying to tell a story. As I woke up, I noticed something hover over me on, in my bed. As my vision of dust adjusted to the new bright setting, I realised that my beige suit and trousers were somehow stood up as if it was an invisible man peering over me, wearing my gloves. It put on my fedora hat, which was previously placed on my table, and confidently waltzed off. I was struck in awe, and to be honest, I fell back asleep. I couldn't be bothered to go to my second day of being a night guard. It was too much there. into a strange noise and a strange breeze. Weirdly, I woke up to my bed outside along with all my furniture. My house was inside out. I began to feel confused on how this could ever happen to me. We're going to do um, a discussion where it's all about art and now we're going to invite our special guest, Henry, again. Yeah, I got more of a clap that, that time. So this question, what is... Art has been drifting across the week like a bad smell. What is art? Brian, what, what, for you, what is art that captures you, that you like, that you go, okay, I'm going to pay attention to that? Uh, basically, the type of art that I would like or pay attention to is art that carries significant meaning. It is attractive yes. and we can interact with it. Do you, so you see art and you, it's got significant meaning. Do you like you can just tell when something's got some meaning behind Probably it. Probably can tell something, but we have different types of art. It can be literal or abstract, but yeah, you yeah. can make a meaning from it. Yeah, you can take that meaning. Jo yeah. Joseph, like, 
do you like to soak in a piece of artwork to try and find the meaning, or if it doesn't catch you, you on to the next one? Personally, I would say, well, bright and bold colours is what's most eye-catching. So if it doesn't have those, nearly nobody would notice a certain piece of artwork. But for me personally, if I want to notice it, it would have to have a story or something that you can assume or interpret into it. Okay, so you... You like to find the story, the character in it. What about you, Beth? Are you looking for characters for stories, or do you just take it in as a as colour and scale? Um, I take it in as like um, they have a deep meaning towards it. Like if they're trying to tell a story, or trying to say what they might think, or what they've seen in the past, or they're trying to get inspiration by others. Okay, so you're looking again for the meaning behind it. Brian, do you like to know? The background of the piece, do you want to know, like you were going around at the sculpture part, like reading all the, the little panels and plaques, trying to find out more? Do you want to know Oh yeah, the art? I would like, basically, I'm not an archaeologist, but I would probably want to know about that because art is like a way of communication. When I look at something like a sculpture, I would see this thing is trying to communicate something. For example, like we saw this big, giant, massive rabbit, which was a little bit strange. We could see like the posture, the way it was meant, and the way it was sitting, we could see that how oh, this rabbit is trying to illustrate that in the past, like women were used to be like sex slaves. Mm. I could merely see that when I gave it a glimpse. So once you'd sort of like read into it a bit more, you understood something more what the artist was intending. Yeah, sure. Jo- Joseph, what, are Hello. you interested in the materials used? Is that something for you? Do you like it when it's thick paint or the big rocks? Um, or is it, it doesn't matter what it's made of for you, it's, it's all just interesting in the art? I mean, it depends what materials are used. For example, in some art, like back in history, 1600, I believe it was, there was things like goat skin and fur used in art. And even in modern days, for like kids' art and things, we get those like little pom-pom balls or something. So it really shows how art has progressed and the history of, for example, a specific one painting. Nice. And final question to you. Beth, have you ever seen a piece of art and gone, I could do that? Um... Maybe, but it's like, I always thought um, back in either like Victorian times or in World War II that they always do like beautiful pictures and they always do like very detailed pieces. And now we're in like the 21st century, I think. Something but, like that, yeah. 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 Um, they do, they get like, they do some, they do pretty good arts, but they do like real life ones like they do make them good and sometimes you can get distracted but it's like I really can't do art okay you can do art you've done loads of art today in fact let's hear some more art round of applause for our broadcast discussion When I woke up, a giant sausage was in my roof. I had to eat it to fix the roof, but it came to life and started fighting other sausages. Then a giant pickle fell from the sky and crushed both sausages. Yesterday, the most peculiar thing happened. I rose from my bed feeling ravenous, prancing into the kitchen, ecstatic for my breakfast. My jaw dropped to the earth's core. A sausage was wedged into my ceiling. When I stormed outside to see the mess, I screamed and shouted and cried and wailed, whoever did this will be put in jail. I woke up to the noises of shouts and punches and some smelly sausage grease splashing on my window. I opened my curtains to see three sausages fighting each other on the street outside my house in a gang war, and they were all the size of men. Some more sausages pulled up in the Mercedes 
and one shot a ketchup bottle at the enemy and the smell was wafting around the road. In the middle, two big sausages were in a fist fight, old and juices flying all over my driveway. Is this how violent the world has turned out to be? Zodiac signs, so we decided to make our own. Let me hand it over to Emily. I'm the year 2024, and um, and yeah, deep in the jungle there was a big grey silverback gorilla, her named Gorilla. This silverback gorilla is very protective indeed. One day, two hunters came into the Peruvian jungle looking for rare animals to kill. When Gorilla heard them coming, he ate a load of bananas because they make him go crazy. So when they came when they came they no when they came he attacked. Two hunters went in and did not come out. That's why because of his leadership the people all up Peru voted the zodiac, him, the zodiac sign for 2024. People born in 2024 uh, were uh, born to be leaders, just like Gorilla. Now speaking is Dante with 2025. Hello, I am for the year 2025, the year of the saxophone. The year of the saxophone is for people every seven years since 1976. And the next one is in 2025. This instrument obtained its year by being the most played instrument for 10 years since 1966. The symbol for its year is an iconic golden brass saxophone and its origins are from Berlin, Germany. People born in this year are musically talented, fearless, always joking, there for their friends and their voice goes puberty last. Next we have 2026. I am the year 2026. Legend has it that one day in the dimension of SPD, a cryball had just destroyed SPD commander Anubis Doggy Kruger when it was somehow teleported to Earth. The crybot is a black and white robot with a squiggly line down the middle. The head is white with five black dots on the bottom and a red dot on the forehead. This crybot was special because it had a laser gun for a hand and jet boots for aerial attacks. The first year of the Crybot was awarded for its power in 2026 when it, when it started destroying the planet. It was awarded a year so that it stopped destroying the Earth. The Crybot was finally happy for once. Rumour has it that anyone who is born on the year of the Crybot is destined to be evil. I am the year 2027, the year of the wolf. The wolf was the bravest animal at this time. Also, it was, it was really helpful for people to keep the wolves alive because they helped them to fight off foxes and give people more food. They also worked as a mode of transport. But the main zodiac came from one certain wolf. His name was Trek, and he became famous in 2027. 
This story happens in Antarctica, in a small camp. One day, when Trek was running in the forest, he found a baby and brought it back to the camp, where people eventually found out that it was the king's baby, who was lost two days ago when no one could find him. The king was so happy and gave the wolf a place on the zodiac. And even after that, the wolf helped find hundreds of children and became the, a very famous animal. But this is not the only reason why he became a Zodiac. It's because of his brave and strong acting after a couple of experiments, scientists eventually said that he could fight any animal. And so that is why the wolf became part of this Zodiac. Medusa. Hercules is a hypocrite. Hercules is full of himself. Hercules is spoiled. Hercules is conceited. Hercules is the god's favorite. Hercules is everything I want to be. I used to be powerful until I became a statue. I used to have family, until I was turned to slate. I travelled the world as a trophy, carried around by a crane, by tourists and explorers. I wither away every day. My voyage in the Tricky Sculpture Park, a great, crumbling head, watching you. Medusa. Medusa, Medusa, and mothers watching their children like hawks, other structures falling to pieces. I lay around, bodiless and horrified, while people linger under the dull Yorkshire sky. Never mind, I'll carry on trying to imagine Hercules die. Sun, rain, wind, hail. I've seen day after night after day after night. Nature grows crystals and vines and weathers me away. Protruding untouched, I long for salvation and flight. Trapped in this cycle of purgatory, I see birds, bats, dogs, grandmas, a never-ending loop of life and death I gaze upon. Seasons and generations pass by. It is dark, 
The narrow crystal moon creates a bright circle. Stars twinkle, twinkle little on sky. I recognize the aurora once in a while. I am deserted. No one plays to speak with me. Every day I glance at one, two, three folks. Every time I lay eyes on cheerful teams, take ten on point A, B, C to the destination. The young ones show up in that sculpture card jingle and wriggle on the eye catching form machine as bubbles bubble and the engine rubble. Duck, ray, me, flustered. I admired my soil, new shoes and flower blossoms, joyful events flood my perspective. Nevertheless, I lay polis on the ground like a trophy. Year in year out, lineages bring about fancy picnics on the green salon. Birds is a the start of new day. Tourists from all parts of the world make way into the park. They take snapshots in front of my left left cranium school. I cannot do anything but keep still. They explore the breathtaking sculptures around Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Summer comes and pass. This is the year I came up with. She is the year of 2028. Legend says there is a dino minion named Bob. He looks like a T-Rex, but cute, yellow, and massive. His diet contains McDonald's, Pringles, and bananas. She used to be enemies with Dino Nugget, fought long and hard against her. There was only one year left, but they both wanted it extremely badly, so they made an alliance to kill off all of the gross, ugly um, pickles. It took them a long time, but they finally finished them off. Dino Nugget was awfully paranoid and wanted to know who nominated her, but secretly Bob did it. I'm the, I'm the year of 2029. A legend says there was once a Dino Nugget. It's a dinosaur-shaped crispy chicken nugget. It eats bad things to save people. The dino nugget wanted its own year, and so did its worst enemy, the dino minion. They had been arguing for years and also fighting over getting their own year. One day they meet up and form a team to fight the gross pickles. Their act was noticed by the public and both got rewarded their own year, the Dino Minion got, got the year of 2028, the Dino Nugget got the year of 2029. After a couple of days they started talking more and they became closer than they ever did before, they became best friends. One day there was a special panda panda found in Ivy Mount. This panda was, a speci was 
special because it was yellow and white but super cute. Most of all, it had red glowing eyes. On a Tuesday morning, the panda was seen having a fight with the evil sausages. These evil sausages were destroying people's houses, but the panda was not letting it happen. The panda won the fight, saving the fight. People were, people were seeing the panda in action and wanted to know who she was, but the panda was never seen again. To celebrate the victory, they all chose the panda to win the year 2030. So, today, I wanted to go drive my car, but I couldn't. It was in italics, and I can't drive sideways. So then, I went to my caravan, but must have gone to church. It was full of holes. You could say it was holy. I was in my car, and a colossal rock came from the sky and did my car. Luckily, I wasn't hurt. It hit the passenger side. I woke up and saw that the impossible had happened. My car were leaning to one side, my van were bent and my caravan was inside out. I went to get the key for my tow truck, but it had grown wheels and drove away. I knew I should have put a tracker on it. Uh, so this is the letter to Formula One officials. Definitely won't believe what transpired. Suppose it was a dream, I would swear. Tears may dry, but memories never fade. The owner had just surrendered it to me. We had drew a line under the wall still. A new owner for the Renault 25. What a massive achievement. Billionaires had failed to meet the requirements, and I just scooped the gap. I got the push car refurbished, ready for the Formula One finals, but I woke up early to a bizarre sight. It took me near my grave. The car was leaning sideways. Luckily, the sight took me back to my dreamland and still waiting to wake up. Welcome back, a special guest once again. This time you don't have to clap. He just loves being on the stage. It's Henry. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do it from off the stage then, Amos, if you don't want me on the stage. He loves the attention. Either way, he loves it. He loves uh, whatever it is. So, okay, what an intro. Hello. Um, I bet you're all thinking, did they go to the sculpture park or did they just, like, you know, just dream for four days? Um... The thorny issue of artificially intelligently created art. We had these discussions over the last few days. Thomas, when were you first made aware of this new phenomenon of AI-generated artwork? Um, it was probably around this or last year, and it was on social media. I saw videos of people like testing it, comparing it, and like seeing if they could break it. So what is your, your first reaction then to seeing AI artwork? Most people's reaction is like, mm, not too sure about this. What did you think? To be honest, I thought it was pretty cool. But then when I thought about it more, I felt like, I felt like it would just like, take away so many more opportunities from real people instead of fake people. Interesting. Opportunity, that's an interesting word. This new technology is an opportunity, but it can also take away opportunities and jobs. Um, what's your opinion on all this? Um, I think that AI art isn't actually is real work because a lot of artists like Damien Hirst had other people make the art even if they had the ideas. So if we were we to call like actual artists fake because they have the same concept as AI. So, so is, you think that it's a tool to be used? So just in the same way that Damien Hirst has a team of people, yeah. just in the same way that an artist has his or her brushes 
AI is just a just another tool for artists yeah. to use. Do you want? Can you elaborate on that, like um, as a as a as yeah, a device? Well, um, if you, it's easier for like jobs and stuff because if you were to have a painting and you were to like want to change the hairstyle, you're not going to have to re-spend like forty hours on it. Whereas you can just use your AI um, device, whatever you're using, like an iPad or something, and you could just quickly change it in a matter of minutes instead of having to go through all that time again. Lovely stuff. Um, Alicia, um, can you tell the difference between AI art and, and, and human-made art? Are you quite good at seeing...? No, they're all just art. It doesn't matter if it was made by a computer or a person. And is that because you're interpreting it? It's for you? What makes something art, regardless of it being artificial or human-made? It needs to just be creative, and if AI can do that, then it's considered art. It's still creating something, whether it's a human, crea it's a creation. Amos, do you have any opinions on this? I don't, I'm not. I strongly disagree. Okay. Um, so we all made poems, right? And we've all been reading them. Everyone said things like, art is passion. Art gives people a path. Art is full of emotion. And AI doesn't have any emotion. It's an artificial intelligence. It's only born to follow orders. There's no passion or emotion. There's nothing driving it to create art other than ones and zeros. This is a question for all four of you and maybe something for us all to think about. AI's here to stay, AI art ain't going away any, uh, anytime soon. You're a poet so and you didn't even know it. Yeah, thank you very much. Where do you see the future? Do you think AI is gonna become more easy to use, more prominent? What, where do you see AI art being used in the next year, five years, 10 years, 100 years? Um, I think it's gonna be like very commonly used and like not always for like the good, so people might use it to like take advantage of something or. Okay, taking advantage. Of, what do you think in the future? Um, we already know that a lot of college students and high school students are already using AI, like ChatGPT, to like um, do essays and stuff. So I think that it's going to be here to stay because um, some people find it easier and some people may not, but the majority do. Okay, excellent, Alicia. What's your thoughts? Is it here to stay? Yeah, I think it is because people find it easier to do things and it makes things easier to cheat. So if, if someone did try to get rid of it, there'd be lots of people wanting it to stay. Yeah, we humans do like ease, don't we? Amos, final thoughts on this? I think it is not all good that AI is here to stay. Now, there are some conveniences, and I'll admit I've used my Snapchat AI to do my English homework. Don't, don't tell my teacher, but... Is <laughs> Amos one of your parents here tonight? No. Okay, oh, good, all right. They're listening um, at home. Hopefully not. Ooh. Hi, Mum. So I think it's going to take over. AI is not a good thing that AI is here to stay. Excellent. Well, uh, for those listening at home, we can reveal this whole radio show has just been generated by uh, Chapel FM bots. We, we are just robots. No, we're not. We are actual living people in the room. Because um, we've got a live audience. Hello, live audience. <laughs> Uh, hello, people at home. Yep, yeah, cool. Give these guys a round of applause. You won't believe this, but when I woke up, I saw that my cousin, my other cousin, and my uncle had no heads, no hands, and there were six pickles doing weird things, like... Like, three of them were fighting, yeah, and um, the pickles were massive and white and black, 
And also, um, the other pickles were buzzing. I woke up one Monday and there were big rocks surrounding my bed. Your, tickle, your typical Monday morning, you might say, but that isn't even the craziest thing. I wasn't breathing, but I wasn't dead. I used my hands to feel my face and there was no nose, mouth or ears. I lean over and inspect the rocks more closely. Noses, mouths and ears were all over them. Then the rock suddenly, with a mouth, opened it and exclaimed, What? Wait a second, that was exactly what I was going to say. I speak again and the rock opens its mouth. Is that my mouth? This is the weirdest, freakiest thing, most abnormal thing that has ever happened to me. So if that was my mouth, is that my nose and ears as well? Before I let myself test it out, I feel drowsy and my head hits the pillow. I wake up and I was having such a good dream. What happened? Wait, do I have my face back? I sit straight up. Oh, thank God, there are no rocks. I reach over to my bedside table and grab the mirror. Oh, thank God, there are n everything's back to normal, including the rat's nest on my hair, which I call head. This is the end of our program. Thank you all for being brilliant audiences. Music, reviews, chat, poems, comedy, writing, interviews, ELFM, it's radio, but so much more.